help me can come sit on this front row right here tonight. Hallelujah. Let's not stop worshiping the Lord tonight. He is here. He is here to do a work in the midst of his people. And I love it when the Lord confirms the lesson. Isn't it wonderful when that happens? I, I had so many things written on my notes tonight that I had to go through and start marking some out. And one of them was the word portion. And I heard Sister Griffith singing that song about his eye is on the sparrow. And I heard that word portion just jump out at me. And one of the words that I didn't mark out we're going to get to, and several of them, Tonight I want to read a scripture to you to begin, and then we're going to get started here. Second Corinthians 10 and 3 said, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I, that is one of my most favorite passages in the Bible. Because there was a day when imaginations about drove me into the ground. Well, what is this person thinking about? Well, what am I going to do about this? Well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? And that can start turning over in your mind. And it can just about drive a person crazy. But tonight, I'm thankful to say, I've read that scripture, and I've read that scripture. And I've put imaginations under the blood. I'm so glad to know that Jesus can take care of every one of our needs. Do you believe that tonight? Now, we're probably not going to be real lengthy tonight. We're going to probably read quite a few scriptures, and we more than likely will not get to every one of them. But one time, uh, I don't know, it's been quite some time back now, I taught a lesson on a Sunday morning about who I am in Him. I don't know if any of you remember that or not. But tonight, we're going to talk about Jesus is my and then we're going to fill in the blank. All right? And some of you are going to, I'm going to have four people testify tonight. And I meant to turn this around the opposite direction. So whoever's first can do that. And we're actually going to start tonight with Psalms 23 and 4. I think we could all quote this scripture. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. 
thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I know that we have all had times. Recently, I have come through a time myself when I needed the comfort of the Lord. I needed the comfort of my brothers and my sisters. Brother Baker, you've just recently gone through a loss. And I'm sure you needed the comfort of the Lord. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus is my comforter. He is there in every present time of need. And uh, tonight I'm going to ask, I believe it's Sister Heather, to come. And, and if you would, turn that microphone around and testify to us tonight about a time that the Lord has been a comforter to you. I think about you just talking about the word portion. And during years of trial that I went through, I listened to a song over and over and over again. I'll testify of the battles you won, how you were my portion when there wasn't enough. And anytime I get a chance to testify, he's been my portion when there was nothing in me. He was there. He's filled in the gap so many times for me. Um, and the specific time I would talk about tonight before Nora was born, and you've heard me testify about this before if you're here on Sundays, but in May of 2020, during the height of the pandemic, um, we had found out we were expecting, but I was having... Um, really a, a tremendous amount of pain um, and we knew something was wrong so I called my doctor and he, he said Heather you've got to get here we've got to do an ultrasound something's not right but during this time the hospitals were locked down right so no one could go with you um, you couldn't have a support person unless it was an extreme situation even that you weren't allowed in. If your loved ones were dying, you know the situation, right? So I drove myself to Carbondale, um, knowing Brandon could not go in with me. And I didn't know what we were facing. I didn't have a bag with me. I had nothing because this was an emergency situation. So I walked into my doctor's office. Immediately, they took me back for an ultrasound. And Dr. Jones just starts telling the, the, uh, the technician, for lack of better, I don't know her exact title, um, he starts saying all these words, and I didn't quite know what was going on. All I knew was that I was in a tremendous amount of pain, and I was pretty much screaming my way through this ultrasound. And um, he ran out of the room, and he made some phone calls, and he came back, and he said, we're taking you right now next door to the hospital. You have to go into surgery. And I looked at him, and I was like, what are you talking about? He said, you've got a what's called a, an eptopic pregnancy this is, there is no life here, but it's on the verge of rupturing, and it's in your tube, and we have to take you right now. This is life-threatening. If it ruptures, it could kill you very quickly. And so immediately, I know I have this little boy at home, and my husband at home, and here I am by myself. I have no one with me because they couldn't be there. So, um, I'm in shock, you know, I'm crying, and so they take me next door, I thought I had a couple of hours, so I start calling and telling Brandon, you know, where things are at, if anything happens to me, you know, you're trying to plan for leaving your family behind, because you just don't know, you're going under, and I know this situation is scary, so um, thinking I had some time, I'm laying there in my thoughts, you know, and 
they come in about 10 minutes later. As soon as I got to the hospital, they said, we got to go. And I said, what are you talking about? We got to go. I just got here. They said, we got to go to surgery now. So I'm like, I just need to call my husband. One I need to tell, you know, I need to tell him goodbye. And, and it's scary. There's fear that just starts crippling you, right? So they get me into the operating room and start, you know, hooking up everything. And it, 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 the room was full of people. But in that moment, you feel very alone, right? Um, and scared. And I just kept thinking, you know, I'm alone, I'm alone. And then I just started saying, Jesus, Jesus, just whispering the name of Jesus. And then I just started praying for everyone in the operating room. Jesus, touch my doctors. I don't know why I'm in this situation. I don't understand it right now. And I don't know what the end is from the beginning. I don't, you know, I don't understand. But I know you are ever present. You're my portion. You're my comfort. Jesus, I speak Jesus over this room. Over, and he stepped in. He filled in that gap for me, right? He was the comforter in that moment. And he's brought me through. And I'm thankful for that. And I'll testify any chance I get because he is my portion when there's not enough. He's always my portion. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Can you worship the Lord tonight? Thank you, Lord, for your comfort. Thank you that you are our comforter. Our next scripture, Psalms 119 and 174. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Have you ever delighted in something? Um, I know um, there have been times when we don't travel a whole lot. And when I was working and it would come time for vacation, I would be so delighted. I just couldn't hardly contain myself. Just getting on the road and going to sleep while my husband drove all the way was such a delight knowing where we were going and, and we were going to get there. And some of you are laughing, but if you'd ask him, he would tell you it's, it's not far from the truth. But the Lord... Jesus is my delight. I delight in the Lord. He has been so good and he has been so precious to us. Every day we should not fail to be thankful for the delight that we have in our Savior. Amen. Psalms 18 and 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. And some of these are going to overlap tonight. But aren't you thankful the Lord is your deliverer? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you just did not know what to do? Where you just almost was to the point, Brother Dustin, of being in a panic mode? Do you remember living in an apartment that after you got into it, you found out it wasn't quite what you thought it was? And, they, and the landlord wasn't working too well with you, was he? I hope you don't mind me bringing this up. But I'm telling you, these young people, they needed some deliverance out of that situation. 
And I'm telling you, God made a way. Made a way for them to get out of that situation. And I'm sure that every one of you in this place today could tell about a time, a situation that you were in that you just did not know how it was going to work out. But your deliverer came through. Ha! And he brought you through every situation. Psalms 91 and 2 said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Jesus is my fortress. I'm so thankful to know today that if I need somewhere to hide, he's a mighty fortress that I can run to. He's always there to keep us safe. Hallelujah. Psalms 30 and 2. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Have any of you ever been healed? I want to tell you something. There's something, and I've told this to people before when I've prayed for them. There, is, there are miracles and there are healings. And they are different things. A miracle is something that God does instantaneously. But a healing is something that may be a gradual happening. But Sister Christy, you have claimed that healing. And step by step by step, the Lord is going to answer your prayer. Sister Lloyd, do you have a testimony about healing? Come right on up. Well, I can testify that Jesus is my healer. Yes. Whenever uh, Sister Becky called me, I thought, wow, I've had a number of healings in my life. And he has always been there. Sometimes he's there in the midnight hour. And among all of those healings are two major cancer surgeries. They both could have been fatal. But I thank the Lord for his healing power. Those bought me 40 years that I can pray for my children, for you and your children. But tonight I want to focus on the surgery I had March the uh, 3rd, 2020. I had a nine-hour colectomy. I'm not saying that right, surgery. But you know, God did a wonderful miracle in that. Even though that was nine hours, I woke up the next morning about 2.30, and I've been walking with Jesus ever since. I didn't slow down. I didn't have to stay in bed. I had to stay at home, but I didn't stay in bed. But, and you know, though, since I've had that surgery, those are the best years of my life as far as my health is concerned. I thank him for his healing power. 
But you know, along with that, I came, there was a controversy about, I had asked to go to a rehab. The insurance blocked that, and I got to go home. The next week, everything was shut down with the pandemic. How many times have I thanked the Lord that I got to go home? And I got to listen to the, the services online because Sister Mindy sent me the link to listen at them. How wonderful our God is. My Jesus is my healer. And he'll do it every time. If you and I will pray and trust and believe in him, we've got to stay fast in that prayer. We've got to believe and not doubt. God is a prayer answering God. I love my Jesus and I thank you tonight that he's my healer. healing tonight have you ever been healed has Jesus ever healed your body amen Jesus is my healer Psalms 39 and 7 and now Lord what wait I for my hope is in thee you know hope is a wonderful thing when I was about this high my pastor, Brother Simpkins, decided that if the rest of the family sang, I was going to also, even though I wasn't really that old. They put me right up there on that platform, and I don't know how many times my mama went over this song, because it's been years since I sang it, but it started off like this. Walking in the gospel lights it shine, careful as I go one step at a time. Listening to a prayer and holding two hands that I can't see. Listening for the master's voice to say, come a little higher to the light of day. Standing on the promises gives me confidence because I have hope. I have hope. Aren't you thankful for the hope tonight? Has there ever been times when you've just felt a, a tinge of despair in your heart and maybe somebody called or somebody walked by and just slipped a little something in your hand that just was just what you needed at the moment and you thought, ah, there is hope. There is hope in God. Amen. John 15 and 11 these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for joy. You know, you can be happy. You can be, um, actually, you can be unhappy. But you can still have the joy of the Lord in your heart. I'm so thankful for his joy. His joy will carry you through some rough times when you don't know where you're going, where you don't know what you're doing, and you feel a little bit again in despair, but the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Psalms 5 and 2. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, 
For unto thee will I pray. Do you believe he's your king? He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Listen, when I started working on this lesson and I started writing down Jesus is my, and the more I studied, the longer the list got. And I finally got today to where I just had to start marking some things off. They were good things that Jesus is to me. But the list was so long that you wouldn't have stayed with me. Ah, but he is my king, and I rejoice in that tonight. Psalms 27 and 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Oh, think about that great light. On the road to Damascus that day, when Saul was walking down that road, and that light shined down upon him. Where do you think that light came from? That was our God shining his light down upon someone that was lost who became found. I'm so thankful that his light has shined in my life. Amen. John 14 and 27. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Oh, peace is such a wonderful thing. Oh, I'm telling you there's times. I, Sister Griffith, I, I'm going to share this. Just, I, I know we were just sitting and having a conversation. But we went out and had a bite to eat last week. And we got to talking about Brother Irvin and Elder Brother Irvin and my mama. And, and I had no idea. But that night when I tried to go to bed, I had a hard, hard, hard time because I just kept relive, relive, reliving those last few days of her life because I had talked about it that day. But you know, at one point in time, I finally rolled over in bed and it was late. But the Lord gave me a peace to go to sleep. And I'm so thankful for the peace that God provides. Sister Irvin, I believe you have a testimony tonight about peace. Shalom, shalom. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Okay, the word perfect, peace. 
in Hebrew means shalom. And it means nothing missing, nothing broken. It's not just a word of greeting. It's a blessing that Jewish people say when they greet each other with the word shalom. They are declaring over each other this. Whatever is missing in your life, I proclaim that it's no longer missing. Whatever is broken in your life, I proclaim it's no longer broken. It's interesting to learn that the word translated peace is also the word shalom. Perfect and peace mean the same thing in Hebrew. Now, when God uses the word two times in a row, he means to get our attention. Verily, verily. <laughs> and the word shalom in its root also means salvation. But it doesn't just mean salvation for your soul. It's talking about health, prosperity, wealth, and goodness. It was the year of 1966, March 5th. My brother walked me down the middle aisle of Southland Tabernacle and seated me on the front row. And in front of me was Mona's father who had been killed in an accident. He was in his coffin. The minute I sat down, something came over my shoulders. It was like, I always thought it was like a cloak. And it was perfect peace. Yes. Now here I was, a young woman of 29 years old with three children under the age of six. People were saying, how are you going to make it? How can you go up to that organ and play? How are you going to sing? But the peace of God passes all understanding. You can't explain it to people. He said, I, I, I'll give you my peace. It's not like the world gives. Give I unto thee. So I'm so thankful many, many, many times through my life. I have experienced that perfect peace in times when everything was awry, in tragedy, in sickness, and my world crumbling beneath me. Transition from one position today, tomorrow I'm someone else. But God has never failed me. He has never failed to give me that peace. tonight. Amen. Sister Danielle, Philippians 4 and 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad he's your provider? I'm telling you there's times 
when you didn't maybe know, and I can't stand here honestly and testify too much to this because I can't really ever remember when I had to go without a meal. I remember one time when I wasn't sure how a bill was going to get paid and a check showed up in the mail that I didn't even know where it was coming. Didn't really even know why I got it. But it met the need. But there are people who have not known where their last meal was coming from or where their next meal was coming from. And God provided. Sister Christy, She's doing me a favor tonight. The person that I had asked to do this apparently couldn't make it. And she's going to testify tonight about when God was a provider in her life. That will be definitely one provision for me. And what's hard to do is to pick out just one thing that he provided. When it's every day, he provides something different for me. And I was thinking, trying to, since I did just find this out right before church, I do want to say that The enemy did not want me here tonight. I had, what, three nosebleeds right before church. And one was right when we were getting ready to walk out the door. But I'm so glad I made it because God's really touched me tonight. And I was thinking of all the testimonies and what we could do is roll every one of them up until it snowballs because he's the comforter. He's the provider. He is our hope. He's our light. Anything we need, he provides that for us. And I can say that there were times that I didn't know where a meal was going to come from. But as you can see, that wasn't very often. But I want to reflect back. It's more of a personal testimony. Some of you don't know that... um, Scarlett and Caleb's father left us when Caleb was just 12 months old and Scarlett was seven. And I actually found out about it on Thanksgiving Day in 1983. And right after that, I wasn't suicidal, but I did not know how I was going to make it with a 12-month-old and. So I was put in the hospital for three days. And again, I wasn't suicidal. But I just had everything going through my mind of how in the world I was going to make it. Getting Caleb to a babysitter and Scarlett to school and me to work and then home, feed them, bathe them, and do it all over again the next day. And... It had been several years that passed. I know you're going to think this is a different kind of provision, but, hey, it's he provided, so here I go. But several years later, I went to my pastor, Brother Larry Fletcher, and I told him, I said, Brother Fletcher, 
if it's meant for me to be alone, God has got to give me a peace about it. He has got to let me know that I can do this on my own without having a mate. And I said, because I can't do this no more. I'm done. So he's got to give me some hope. He's got to provide a way for me to raise my children. And that next year, that was, yeah, that was actually in 84 that that happened. And uh, not long after that, there was a Dan Broden trio that came to our church to sing. And one of the singers in that trio was the guy by the name David Wright. <laughs> now you know where I'm going with the providing. <laughs> but anyway, yes, he does. And it was rough because he had two children that he had not been allowed to have in his life for years. And then I had my two children that had been raised in the church. And then one year, his ex-wife decided to bring him to our doorstep and left them with us. And it almost destroyed our home, our family. But God provided a way. And now David has a beautiful relationship with his two children and our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. And God has provided me with the most wonderful mate. I appreciate everything that the Lord has given to us. And there were definitely times whenever... We would go to the grocery store and maybe have $25 to buy a week's worth of groceries. And that would go on for a long time. If it hadn't have been for my mom, honest to God, we wouldn't have ate. And it wasn't long after that that we found out David was eligible to get a VA um, supplement, disability supplement, what it's called. And I am not bragging because God knows we are not rich and we don't have a lot of money, but I don't even have to go to the store anymore with the calculator and add it up because I know that God's provided and there's money in the bank to take care of it. And I love him. I thank him. He's everything to me. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you glad for his provision tonight? Now, I tell you what, we're about halfway through the list, and I've already skipped one. So we're not going to finish this tonight. But I'm going to skip down to one that I want to finish off with. And then I want to switch gears just a little bit, and this will not take long. But Sister uh, Danielle, if you'll put up Psalms 25 and 5. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Aren't you thankful for the salvation of God? Where would we be without his salvation? But this is where I want to switch gears. If you were here last Wednesday night and heard Sister Pepper's message, 
I'm going to ask you to remind yourself of the people outside these walls that need salvation. I hope that you have taken her message to heart because it was, it, she had such a burden for what she taught. And I, I, I'm a person that through the week, rarely do I wear an outfit that doesn't have a pocket in it. And from day to day since last Wednesday night, I've taken a little slip of paper out of one pocket and slipped it into another. And as I would slip my hand into the pocket through the day while I was doing something, I'd feel that and it would remind me to pray for the name on that little slip of paper. I hope you all are praying for the name you got. Because we need to reach souls that are lost. Amen? The people need salvation. The people need God. Church, the people needs to know that Jesus is their salvation. Amen. Could you stand tonight and lift your hands as Brother Darren is coming? Lord, we worship you tonight. God, I thank you, Lord. So many things you are to us, Lord. Our King, our provider. Oh, Lord, you are our salvation, our shelter, and our shepherd. You are our song tonight and our strength. You are our strong tower and our sustainer. And you are our victory. God, we ask you tonight to let us be reminded not only of who you are to us, but let us remember that there are thousands of people outside of these walls who need to know who you are to them. God, give us a burden. God, give us a burden. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, Pastor Jordan would say and has said often, what we want to be about here is leading people to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the mission of West Monroe Apostolic Church. There's several key things involved with that. One is we got to know people and they've got to trust us enough to follow us. The other is, but we got to know the person that we're leading them to. We got to be able to tell them, I know he's my provider. I know he's my hope. I know he's my peace. We got to be able to tell them that. We got to be able to show them that. Uh, and I'm so thankful. I was thinking while, while this was going on tonight, you know, every you could go down through this list, and, I'm, and there are handouts up here of all the scriptures that Sister Becky had. I would encourage you to get one of those. You could go down through that list of all the things that, that she says, Jesus is my. And I can hear in my mind the words of Christ echoing, I am, I am, I am, to every one of those things. 
and we have all proven him to be that. Amen. Is he faithful tonight? Is he faithful? Amen. In Jesus' name. We want to say before we leave a great...